Welcome. You're listening to Behind the Business Podcast. Do you ever wonder what really happens behind a business? Well, in this podcast, we explore the trials and tribulations of starting a business and being an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jason Manorinter. And I'm your co-host, David Liu. And this is Behind the Business. Okay, well, let's get started. Uh, we'll go in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode, I think, 19. This is, is this 19? I don't even know. It's 18, 19. Pretty sure it's 19. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're actually in the new studio yeah. right now. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, we have Sam Kwong here, and he's the first one to come in the new studio. Let's get it going. My name is Jason Manorinter, and I'm your... I'm your host, Jason Manorinter. <laughs> and I'm your co-host, David Liu. And we have Sam Kwong here. And Sam Kwong, we're going to talk about two businesses, Evolution Learning and... Clear Match. Clear Match, yeah. yeah. You just told me. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Take some time. Clear match A lot of things going on. <laughs> and yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, kind of explain what those two are, Sam. Yeah. So why don't I walk you through? So, you know... When I started Evolution Learning, this was in 2015, and I fell in love with it for a couple of reasons. One, education, super big passion of mine, and education is one of those things where you can never get enough education, and I wanted to be in that field for the long term. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know what it was, I just knew it was education. Now, what Evolution Learning is, is it's actually started out in 2015 as a one-to-one -one specialized tutoring and it gradually uh, transformed into one where we provide mentorship services. But the whole vision around evolution learning is the vision of creating a world sustained by people working towards their passion. And what that really means is think, think of it when you're in high school, mm -hmm. when you go into grade 12 or you're going into the whole, you know, K to 12 education scene once grade 12 happens and you fall off no one's really there to kind of say hey what are you doing why are you doing it how are you doing it you kind of just literally the way i look at it you fall off the you know the edge mm -hmm. whereas evolution learning where you actually step in is you actually have those real live conversations and the key word in that whole vision statement is the word sustained what we're trying to do is we're trying to help students through tutoring and mentoring one-to-one -one so that they can come out into the real world and make real world decisions. And that's the whole philosophy around that. Now, a few years later, where, you know, I think it's in my blood to not just start companies, but have companies that relate to who I am. And that's where Clear Match Talent happened. And now I co-founded it with a partner in the U.S. as well. And Clear Match Talent is providing not just consultation, but recruitment services for not just Silicon Valley, but North American companies, right? And typically, we're looking at helping startup companies when it comes to recruiting. So that's kind of what I do now. You're recruiting a Canadian talent to the U.S. or vice versa. Yeah, we do a bit of both now. I think, I mean, obviously, given the COVID situation, there's a lot less, you know, crossing the borders. But most of the work is um, hiring for Silicon Valley startup companies, um, the unicorns, pre-IPO companies, really companies that are really companies that are really trying to find, you know, talent, especially in a changing environment now and 
one of the things to even look at too now is that distributive workforce. So that's kind of keeping us busy because we're all learning as we're going. And 2020 is one of those years where you just, you know, adapt and pretend like you know what you're doing. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah. So um, I, I just like to dumb things down for people that are listening. You have yeah. two businesses. Um, right. And the first one, Evolution Learning. This is tutoring for people out of high school or in high school or yeah it's within actually high school so it's you know it i would say k to 12 but really our core market right now is the junior high to high school mm-hmm. right so that's our main focus and the reason why it is is because that's when they start developing their sense of identity they just don't get a platform to actually talk about the things that they do i mean you know jason dave think about when you were back in high school right in high. <laughs> <laughs> talk about some of those stories right are yeah. you guys the first to actually put your hands up and say hey i don't actually know what's going on <laughs> you kind of just get pushed and funneled through mm-hmm. yeah and then the whole parenting and all that comes through right but yeah it's you like, have no idea at that age I, yeah. if i look back at grade 12 i thought i knew everything yeah. you yeah. didn't know anything it's right? like mm-hmm. survival the fittest in there like, just like <laughs> fuck am i gonna get these c's or d's <laughs> or sure. whatever well like you're, you're not really passionate about anything you don't really know what you want want to do in life so it's like mm-hmm. you don't really get any guidance from anybody other than your like sphere of influence which is your friends your parents your siblings and stuff like that and so. that, that was for me was bad influences because i was with <laughs> hanging out with dave <laughs> <laughs> no that's not true <laughs> or vice versa who knows yeah no but yeah for sure uh mm-hmm. after during you know even grade 9 12 my my, my grade 12 year i i made it happened where I had, I dropped mm-hmm. out of two classes and had half the afternoon off, right? Mm-hmm. And I did not know what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't. And then, um, you know, everyone's like, mm-hmm. parents are like, go to school, be an accountant. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. And then I hated it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there is no guidance. There's no real true guidance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's where people think we're a tutoring company. And yes, although we started as one, I, I, I'd look at it as, I mean, some people classify, you know, mentorship as life coaching. And yes, there's parts of that too. Mm-hmm. But I don't care what the nomenclature is. What we're really trying to do is allow every student to actually have a voice. Because you know, when you're young, your voice gets suppressed. Mm-hmm. When you start to speak, mm-hmm. people look at you and be like, oh, you're in high school. What do you know? Even if they don't say that they're probably thinking about that where i actually have podcasts or i have very intellectual conversations with people that are 14 years old and i talk to some adults and i'm like hey so dickhead you're, you're 60 and you're still not making sense right mm-hmm. but this 14 year old has passion has visions but they're not projecting it out to you mm-hmm. so you're talking with these people directly is, is that right? Well, we have a team of tutors and mentors right now. So like about 15. So we all actually play a big part. Whereas for me right now, aside from just managing the whole business, I myself, I love being glued into the operations of the business, right? Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, I actually still tutor and mentor and teach myself. What kind of uh, topics are you guys um, mentoring and uh, tutoring for right now? Yeah, that's a good question. So our company now has branched off, not just tutoring, right? But there's three components. There's the tutoring side, there's the mentorship side. And the mentorship side is really, we have a post-secondary prep course and it's an online course and you can do it in person as well. And it's to walk through so that people really understand what you want to do, why you want to do it and how. Big kicker here is for parents, because if you're coming out of high school and you're randomly guessing, 
guess who is paying for that? The parents.、Mm-hmm. And in Canada, we actually have it pretty lucky. 10 to 15,000 a year, still significant. My US counterparts, they're paying anywhere from 20 to 30,000 for a year, US、yeah. dollars, right? 60 grand. Like my cousin was paying, I think, 60 grand a year as an out of state student. Yeah. yeah. And like, you better know what the fuck you're going to be doing <laughs>、yeah. if you're paying 60 grand a year. Like, I have a, another cousin that、um, I think he was out of state from Nevada going to LA and his tuition was 90 grand a year. And he、mm-hmm. dropped out because he didn't want to do that stuff that he was doing. Like, that's fucking large.、Mm-hmm. School is very large,、mm-hmm. um, especially if you're not working, right? Yeah. And it's not, even the, it's not even the financial impact, it's the time, but more so than time and money, which I would argue is the two most valuable resources.、Mm-hmm. There's this whole notion of, I find a lot of people going into careers or jobs because their parents or other people have dictated this is you know, <laughs> what you should be doing,、mm-hmm. but they're not actually living happy.、Yeah. You know, they,、mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to make money, right? But are you actually waking up and saying, like, I actually want to be a real estate agent because I enjoy doing this,、mm-hmm. right? Or I like being a teacher, right?、Yeah. And so thinking about those t y p e of things, right? But、um, you know, to add on, Those are the two services. And then the third one now、um, with evolution learning is more. We actually work with Asia Pacific because I actually used to teach in Taiwan and a little bit、um, in Hong Kong as well.、Mm-hmm. And what do people want to learn there? They want to learn English. And with a language, it's difficult to learn if you don't have the environment. And what we're trying to do there is, again, it still follows the philosophy of creating a world sustained by people working towards their passion. That whole independence aspect is. When you learn English, people teach you, you know, there's a lot of tutoring companies that teach you, oh, hey, here are the nouns, here's the proverbs, yada, yada, right? <laughs> I'm like,、yeah. okay, great. And how they make their money, and I'm calling them out here, is that they make their money because as long as you have an accent, they think your English is not perfect and you should keep signing up for hours. Where I'm saying, fuck that, you know, like the best way to actually do it is think, think of your guy, you guys, right?、Um, so, you know, Dave, Chinese background or、yeah. Vietnamese background? What, what other languages do you guys speak? Chinese, Viet, like I know a little bit of Viet and I know a little bit of Mandarin. Okay, great. And Thai. Okay.、Yeah. Do you speak Thai perfectly? No. Okay. And you, I, no. I, I, okay, you don't speak the language perfectly.、No. So it's the same. I think I do. <laughs> But、so、when, I'm go, there, when, when I'm there, like, is this guy like. Yeah. From Thailand or Canada? I have no idea. Yeah, like, who is this yeah. creature? Yeah. <laughs> But what, my point here is that think of us learning languages. Like, I speak Cantonese and Mandarin, and by no means is it perfect, right?、Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be perfect to understand what Sikfan means. Yeah. Fuck, like, eat what, rice. What does that mean? Eat rice.、Right? Oh. It's like, eat rice. It's like, like eat Sikfan. Oh, Sikfan. <laughs> right? It's like, it's eat rice.、Yeah. But what I'm trying to get at is in Asia Pacific, The key is to be independent. And what we're trying to teach them there is the whole, you know, look at Maslow's hierarchy food, shelter, and clothing. Let's not look at the pinnacle at the top, right?、Uh-huh. What we're trying to say is through our program here, as long as you can learn how to be independent and live anywhere in the world, you can do whatever you want. And that's what we try to do. Your English might not be perfect and you might still have an accent, no different than my Cantonese and Mandarin right now, but I can go and live in Asia. So you could kind of speak it and navigate. Yeah, yeah.、Right? yeah, yeah. And I, I'll be very specific too. It's specific things like if I'm going to Asia right now, I have to get onto a plane. 
if my plane ticket is incorrect, I can navigate with language skills. Sure, I'll have an accent, but at least I know how to change that. Totally. In English, it's the same thing. Imagine, you know, one of the um, exchange students, we're not doing that yet, but, you know, that's kind of a longer term vision is if people are immigrating or moving and some of these kids, they don't have their parents around them. And what's the most important thing for parents? It's knowing that their kids can be independent for the days that they're not here so that they can, you know, navigate through making sure they have a roof over their head, you know, the food, shelter, clothing mm -hmm. that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So, so it sounds like there's three different services, yeah. services. Yeah. and when you break it down, it's one for ages, people from going to grade 12 to figure out what they want to do with their lives. Mm -hmm. Right. And is that like, how long is that course or like, how does that even look like? Like, let, let's say, Hey, I'm grade 12 right now and I want to use your services. What does that look like? Cause I'm mm -hmm. still, I'm, I still can't see how yeah. like your services. Yeah. Like, let me help you and let's take it a step back. Right. Yeah. When, when you say helping high school students figure out their life, it kind of sounds fluffy. So let me correct that a little. Sure. Right. Yeah. What we do for high school students is, uh, you know how tutoring and this is, and, mentor, and yeah. this is just catered to high school students. This is just catered okay, to okay. high school students, 12, but yeah. there's, yeah. you know, the whole nine to 12, right? Cool. Aspect, okay. as Dave mentioned there, yeah. the tutoring, that one's simple, yeah. right? You come in, you have chemistry, biology, whatever. That's, that's just fun. standard. Standard. Got it. Yeah. The whole mentorship side that gets fused into that is when people come and knock on our doors for our help, they say, hey, can you help us? Why? The trigger points are grades, teacher recommended, or they just have, you know, bad habits. Mm -hmm. And where we come in is we say, hey, we can help you with grades. But I mean, you guys come from Asian backgrounds as well. What's more important? You want the A+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have 98? Why didn't you get 100? <laughs> Why do you have 92? Why not 96? Yeah. Actually, for me, it was like, as long as you're passing the class. Yeah. Yeah. My parents didn't really have standards for me, but I yeah. was I was lucky for that. <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah. My parents just wanted me to be happy, I think. But mm -hmm. I, I was very lucky. But yeah, yeah go on, sorry. But no, I I, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that people yes, they want grades, but mm -hmm. we say, Okay, why do you want those grades? Because mm -hmm. we, we definitely help with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why do you want those grades? Mm -hmm. Well, I want them to get into a good school. Why do you want to get into a good school? Well, I want them to get a good job. Why do you want to get a good job? And then they stop there. Mm -hmm. So you're acquiring. Exactly. Yeah. So like, we're trying to get in there and saying the reason why you want all this again, let's tap back to the vision that I talked back about mm -hmm. the parents and I've worked with hundreds and <laughs> this is probably a fact for you guys. You know, the parent council meetings that they have in high school, I went to every single one and I sat there, I sat in those sessions and people looked at me and like, you're not a mom or a dad. <laughs> like, everyone there was like, who are you? Or 50. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, I used to be an alumni in this. Hey, this is what I do. I actually just want to listen and hear out. But getting back to my point, after hearing all these parents, not just the parent councils, because when you work with students, you're really working with the parents, let's be honest, mm -hmm. right? Like they're the ones that are paying for the, you know, the, they're the ones signing the check, right? For sure, yep. And my point here is that being independent, again, the whole essence of evolution learning is I don't care if you get 92% or 98%. Mm -hmm. What I do care about is that, and parents can echo this, is hopefully your parents will be around till you're 60, 70, 80, 90, or 100, but that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. But when they're no longer around, and even think about your kids when you eventually have kids, right? When you guys are no longer around, 
wouldn't you want that offspring to actually have the skills essential so that they can take care of themselves, right? To actually be fully independent, mm-hmm. food, shelter, clothing. Let's not worry about if they're going to get married or not, right? Let's yeah. kick that <laughs> to the side. What that, that they're not going to physically starve to death, mm-hmm. right? That they can actually navigate and be like, hey, I know how to talk to people. Hey, I know how to take my skill set, throw it into the market, and then in exchange for compensation mm-hmm. so I can go to the grocery store to buy some food. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I know that was a little bit long-winded to answer your question, but through the tutoring and the mentorship, what we're really trying to do is do just that, right? Mm-hmm. The tutoring side, we're like, hey, we'll help you with the grades, but we channel it in. That's why it, it might seem confusing as I'm explaining about it, but it's really just helped them to become independent, whether it's through grades or whether it's through their, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, call it educational endeavors, but go ahead, back to you. Kind of sounds like, uh, you're helping them guide through life at the early stages, figure out what the big picture looks like. Yeah, yeah. and fully just hearing them out because I've oh, honestly, it's 500 plus students that we've actually worked with now. And when you think about it, most of the kids, they don't even, I'll talk about one that I'm actually working with right now. Mm-hmm. They don't even, it's not that they don't, that they're not smart. Usually sometimes people think, hey, they, be, they don't have grades. You know, they're not smart, right? It's the fact that they don't have an outlet, especially now with a distributive, you know, education, you know, call it online learning. Mm-hmm. They have even less time to talk to teachers. It's a many to one system, one teacher, 30 students. They don't have a lot of time. And for us to be there in a one-to-one capacity. Some people ask us, why don't you do group? You'll make way more money doing that, right? And I'm like, no, this is not about making money. This is more just giving people a platform, kind of like what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. We have a close-knit group that's one to three people, and we actually talk real conversations. Mm-hmm. When you get 30 people in a class, the Daves, the Jasons, the Sams aren't going to put their hands up and be like, hey, I don't understand this, or hey, you know, my, this is what's been going on throughout the weeks, mm-hmm. right? And this is why I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And so that just, you know, hopefully that gives you some color into, you know, what, what it is that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like what Einstein said, like, you can't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree because it's, it's not meant to try and climb a tree, right? Yeah. So you're really trying to find what these kids are passionate about, what, um, what they actually want to do in life so that they can actually survive and thrive even after the the parental guidance is no longer there. Mm-hmm. I think I'm starting to understand more mm-hmm. about it. Let's talk about evolution learning as a business now. Mm-hmm. Um, where did you come up with the name and how did that get started? Yeah, because your background's in accounting, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's accounting yeah. by trade. Yeah, so I'm an accountant by trade, CPA. I'll, here's the thing, right? <laughs> with, I know. It's like, what What does this guy actually do? He's got a recruiting company, an educational company, that, an that's accountant. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? But um, why, why don't I walk you guys back and, you know, I'll tell you guys my life story here so that you guys Perfect. have it for the record. Yeah. That's the, yeah. I know. Uh, so here's the thing born and raised in calgary i've got three brothers right and Mm -hmm. my parents they immigrated here we have very humble beginnings right Mm -hmm. like i've done it all from part-time jobs like snow sweeping to you know being a janitor i don't know if you guys know this like ufc the whole mac Mm -hmm. hall like i used to clean that place up Mm -hmm. right and like the cafeteria sweep it up i've you know done you know, dishwashing, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And I worked my way through and my parents, you know, obviously were, 
you know, kind of they're, they're no fault of theirs, right? They're busy working, trying mm. to put food on the table. And I just get funneled. And in Canada, I'm like, okay, I'm here. Mm. In high school, I got to the point where I was super confused because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what university is. And I wasn't the best kid. I'll be, I'll be honest. I'd rather <laughs> hang out with <laughs> Like, I'm not here to say, I know it's kind of ironic. It's like, what, you started an educational company and you weren't an A-plus student? It's like, yeah. No, that's <laughs> how usually it is, though, yeah. right? That's yeah. Like, yeah. And, you know, I, when I was in high school, I felt like didn't have the right people to talk to. My parents were always at work. I'm not going to open up to a, you know, my brothers because like they were younger than me and, and are, you, are you the oldest i'm the second oldest second. Yeah. and my oldest brothers he's like one year apart mm-hmm. is yeah. that so he's going through the same shit i'm going through right and how old are you i am 30 now 30 okay. yeah. yeah and so i got to the point where i'm just like you don't you don't see the dots until obviously i look back now but in 2015 um i grad so again i, I got carried away here but going through my studies in high school, I landed in university and Amanda, my wife, this is when I first met her like 13 some years ago. Wow. You guys been together that long? I know. Well, it took five tries, but (laughs) let's not do the math anymore. Right. (laughs) So I was, you you guys have a baby coming on the way too. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations on that. I know. So thank you. And that's, I don't, I don't think evolution learning can prepare anyone for that, but (laughs) I'll just kind of, you know, go off with it. But you know, in university, I was so, so confused. So you, you were in university for accounting? No, oh. I didn't even make it into accounting because my grades were shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I actually made it into general studies because okay. that was the only thing that I could apply for. And when I applied, that's, again, I'm, I'm telling you all of these stories to answer the question in full sure, of why sure. I started no. evolution learning. But I got to the point where I did not know how university worked. I didn't know what it was. I actually looked over a friend and I was like, hey, Jonah, what are you taking or bubbling in here? And I just bubbled in and I submitted it. And, you know, some people might say, hey, like, where were your parents through all this and all this? I don't give them any shit because they were busy working and you have four kids and they're all within two to three years apart. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I went through that and I felt like I was suffocated and evolution learning is really a testament to you know, Amanda, my wife, because I felt like she was the one and only person that gave me that one-to-one time where she basically took this dipshit that like (laughs) landed in general studies. And you guys both know her, Amanda, just like a great person overall, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Don't tell her that, you know, (laughs) enough, right? But she kind of said, hey, you've got a lot of, I I don't know what she was referring to when she said skills, right? But she was like, hey, why don't you actually focus on your studies instead of hanging out with your friends, going to parties or, you know, doing all those type of things. Right. Yeah. But actually, why don't you channel some of that energy into something that you actually enjoy? And then that's where I had to fight my way through. She was doing accounting and I was like, okay, Amanda makes pretty good decisions in my eyes. And you guys know her, like yeah. the girl's pretty close to being a saint. Right. <laughs> and I said, okay, she's doing accounting. I'll do accounting. Right. I'll do the same thing. And I worked through it all. But to answer your question, I went through the whole university route to be like, okay, I guess I'm going to get a good job now. And so before- you, you, at this time, you mm-hmm. um, finished your accounting degree. Is that yeah, right? I actually finished on time within four years because 
the last two years, I finally buckled down. The first two years, I mean, with anyone's undergrad, you're just kind of, you're, you're partying more than oh, you're studying. Yeah. Your GPA is like whatever, 2.8. Yeah. or You're on <laughs> academic probation every two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was me. That was no, me too. Seriously. Yeah. I didn't get there, but uh, yeah. But good I, for you for finishing. I, yeah. I dropped out. Yeah, I finished. I, I was three years in. Oh, and you did. And and that's good that you can yeah. talk about it, right? Oh, because I'm I'm it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. That at that point I realized um my whole life was based around my parents' decision mm-hmm. and if I wasn't happy, I would resent them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that was not fair. And that's when I like went that like personal development route. I was like I yeah. just got to do me, right? Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, mm-hmm. like you finished um yeah, yeah, I finished the four years, and then that's where I got into my first couple jobs. Um, uh, of so what course, year is a, this? What so year? I graduated in uh, high school, 08, and then I graduated in four years, so 2012. Okay. And then I was lucky enough to actually um, you know, get a job in oil and gas accounting um, before I graduated, which was really awesome. Was this in, cause like, weren't you living in San Francisco? No, that this comes after. after. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This comes okay. after. We'll, we'll, so like, yeah. We're, yeah, I was working at Worley Parsons and then, you know, yes. that, that was for a couple of years, but then I was like, what? Like, <laughs> this is, this is the end all be all. Cause I used to stare up at these big buildings, right. Yeah. In our cities. I was like, Oh, I, I remember telling Amanda when we we're like interviewing or people would come to our, you know, universities to interview. I'm like, I just want to wear a suit and sit up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there in my own room. Yeah. And I'm like, this shit sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. offense. I no guess. offense to people that actually, you know, do nine to five. Some people Hey, it do, works it works yeah. for some people. And that's what I keep saying. It, it it for some people that's what they like, but you know Steady, yeah. 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 It's it's it, tough being in an office. Yeah. And then I ended up um, you know, going around and I got to, you know, my I mean, to be truthful, like that position didn't really feel right and then you know you were, it wasn't up, fulfilling it wasn't fulfilling and i actually went and took a lot of vacation and then went through and then so h- how long were you at worley parsons for? two years two years yeah, okay. year and a half two years and then the management changed and then i just kind of left there but i know i still have to answer that question like how did evolution learning even come yeah. about and it was through two full-time jobs that i realized that i don't here's the thing like Every two weeks, I got a paycheck, great. But my mind works a lot differently and even more so differently now, right? Like where I'm at now, I would say I'm very, very self-aware. So that's why I can talk about this. But going back, it wasn't even money. Because like when you think about it, when you're in high school or university, what's the biggest problem? You're, you're fucking broke, mm-hmm. right? You, you can't even afford the things you actually want unless your parents are paying for you know, all of your things, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I just want to make a bunch of money and have my independence but then i realized i have this money and it's more than enough to live off of why am i still not happy mm-hmm. so i actually ended up in this position by volunteering because i was actually a ta you know after at the ufc and this story what, what's a ta teaching, teaching assistant. assistant okay yeah so i was a teaching assistant for an accounting class and when i got asked i was like what me ta like are you guys for real but i think i did you know okay in my last couple of years and they got me back, and one of the students actually, um, you guys know BSD, right? Yeah. In the Bermuda Shorts, Shorts. Day, yeah, yeah. For, for the parties. And I remember on this uh, day that I actually did a TA lesson, and then after, I got this note. And this note was like, hey, 
Sam, thank you, blah, blah, blah. It was just, just a very nice written note. And I was just like, what? Like, you out of all people. And this is the first time where I opened this thing up. And I got this, this note from a student. From a student. Okay. It's not a love note. Yeah. No, <laughs> just, just, just clarifying. Just yeah. clarifying. It wasn't from Amanda. <laughs> yeah, we'll turn it off. It wasn't from Amanda. But no, I got this note and I, I would... I honestly want to look her back up. I think her name is like Leslie or something like that, right? Where I got this note and I was like, why has no paycheck ever given me this feeling before? Mm. And then I started to dabble in, why am I not happy? Why am I not satisfied? And I, and, and what, it was because What feeling that was that that you got? It's a feeling that someone's actually grateful for something that you've done and what you've done doesn't feel like work. So you actually don't treat it as work. Because mm. here's my big thing for people that are even listening, right? When you don't know what you're passionate about, that's fine. But if you don't go and try things, that's your problem, right? And mm -hmm. for me, I was always looking at, if you can volunteer for something, you know you enjoy it. Now, obviously, you have to think about how to actually channel that in so that it can provide some fruit so that you can put food on the table. But mm -hmm. I think in volunteering, I realized that my passion wasn't in accounting. It's in teaching. And don't get me wrong, the stuff I've learned in accounting are paying off for you know starting Absolutely. the multiple companies that i have mm -hmm. but what i really like to do is help you know just literally help people like mm -hmm. what i know i teach it and with no intention too because when you get into the business arena like i get it i'm one of the founders and i meet other people right sometimes people's intention is like hey how can i do something with you so that i can get an expected return mm -hmm. but when you teach and you volunteer you just pour your heart out and you have no expectation mm -hmm. of return and I think that was the point where I was like, okay, I'll start it up. And back then it was called Tutor Evolution when we just did Tutor Evolution. Mm -hmm. And the name, it came from, when, when you look at evolution learning and even how the logo actually looks, we all start as monkeys. Because your question was, how did you come up with the name? Yeah, so, but, so mm -hmm. after that note, is that when you decided to come up with Tutor Evolution. evolution no it wasn't the note itself that was the note that allowed me to explore more mm. into what i enjoyed doing so basically starting with any company it's not just sunshine and rainbows when you talk to entrepreneurs and the ones that are like oh hey my life is great i live on a yacht and i just go and party it's like okay you're not like you're full of shit yeah. right <laughs> yeah. but where this note allowed me to do is it allowed me to understand i've chosen the right industry so is that when you decided to start? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I. That's yeah. when I started. Yeah. I mean, it it started. I I started it not because I mean she definitely contributed. She ignited to it. it. She and ignited then, yeah, yeah, yeah the fire within, but then you know going through, it was because I enjoyed that. I volunteered even more, and this mm -hmm. was after a nine to five part time job, right? Where I'm going around running around libraries because in, in Calgary, you know, yeah. you mm -hmm. have to meet people at the library and you're running around and I was like, why am I doing this all for free? But I'm so happy. And then mm -hmm. after I realized that. So know, how long were you doing that for the free? parent? Yeah. Like a good year, okay. like a good year. And then parent, uh, one of the parents was like, Hey, you should actually start thinking about charging. And I'm like, it's ironic too. Cause I'm the accountant. I should be <laughs> <laughs> thinking about the dollars, but yeah. I was looking for fulfillment. Cause uh -huh. my, like I, I look at it this way when you're born in you know Canada, 
you're you've already hit the jackpot mm-hmm. right so i i agree 100%. i already have all the things yeah. that i actually have i've got the clothes i've got whatever you know that i need to eat i don't need a lot mm-hmm. and so when i volunteered i realized i really enjoy it and that's when i started you know tutor evolution and from one student it was i didn't even market at all it was all referral based and i feel like because of my passion and because of the energy like mind you <laughs> i laugh now because as i'm thinking about it, i'll tell you guys this Imagine working at seven, because I, I started at 7.30. So I'm like going seven o'clock to the office and then I get off at about four or five and then that's right when school ends and then I'm busting my ass basically from six to nine. But I, the end part was so much easier than the beginning part, right? Where I'm just like, yes, I was tired. But then, you know, part of that. Um, well, you know, I feel like in the evenings, you were actually doing something you, you, you enjoy. yeah. enjoyed. So it, Gave you more energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because work is work. And then afterwards, it's like a passion project. For sure. But the goal is, I think, what you said is, once you're doing what you like, it's not work. And that's where the energy comes. But mind you, you you still get tired, though. Of course. Because I was busting busting my ass on the weekends and all that. And built up to, you know, a a good hundred some students, right? Just by doing referral-based and Mm -hmm. literally no marketing. Like, because... I think with tutoring, no, so no different is, than real estate, right? When you're good, people hear about you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this this was you working six to nine, and then you started charging after a year. Is that right? Yeah, I would say about six months, right? I wouldn't call six. it a year, but like six months to eight months, right? Then I started to charge, and then that's where, you know, things started to kick off. But then, you know, life takes its way. And with Evolution Learning, I wasn't always based in Calgary because, mm-hmm. like, you brought up San Francisco, you know, um, you know, Amanda, we weren't, you know, engaged or married at the time. I wasn't lying when I said it took five tries, right? She kept running away. And then I'm like, okay, well, you're in San Francisco. I've never been there before. But I was just like, hey, what the heck? You know, like. Oh, is that why you moved there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I saw him down there. Yeah. I know. I know. Dave, Dave was was awesome. He actually helped me out because I, I, I forget it was the move or whatever, but you yeah. bought a piece of luggage because yeah. that's how rushed I was. Yeah. Like when I moved down there. Like I, I literally, all I knew were two things. One, Amanda was down there and two, I wanted to be with her yeah. mm. and then everything else came out. Right. So, yeah. Cause I, I saw when you were starting the evolution stuff, because we were talking about it Yeah. and, uh, like if you wanted to have some, in, like any mentoring about, uh, real estate stuff, Yeah. if any of the students wanted to actually hear about some real estate stuff and if they wanted to get involved in that, then that would be a point of mentorship. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I don't know. We we don't think we talked about it much after that. Yeah, I think it was because I was just flying all over the world. And that's the thing, starting a business. And I know the banner says behind the business behind me, right? Mm -hmm. And it's people don't understand that we still have lives, right? It's like, who doesn't like to, you know, work and help more people? I think in your guys' arena, it's closing more deals and helping more people and putting roofs over their head. Mm -hmm. But then in my arena, it's helping students. And like, yes, I like that. But then you have to get life figured out as well as your business figured out. And it you got to find that perfect medium. Right? Were you in Taiwan before San Francisco? Yeah, it was yeah. before. Yeah, it was before. And then, you know, I was there... Uh, actually during my undergrad for an exchange program and then after I went back because when Amanda actually went to San Francisco you know she was going for her own personal reasons and she's like Sam you're not coming I'm going by myself and I'm like oh okay (laughs) okay I guess we're doing that and then I was like hey what am I gonna do right and then I was like okay I'll go to back to Taiwan and then that's where you know one of the things she's left me with and I know she's helped me so much where the business that I have is a testament to her and she's helped out a lot too where 
she said one thing that was like, hey, just focus on your health, right? And then I was like, okay. And I went to Taiwan and I was like, okay, I'll just lose a lot of weight. And I was overweight at the time. You guys knew me. I was like 230 or 40 chunky. Yeah, you were working a lot. I was a lot and eating really healthy. I remember just seeing. Yeah, in Taiwan. Yeah. We were talking while you were there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I shed like 50 some odd pounds, right? And then I was like, okay. And then, you know, lo and behold, I don't think it's the weight that <laughs> she took me back for, but, uh, you know, it, it just all distance, you know, makes the heart grow fonder. Right? And that's kind of how we, you know, connected again. And, you know, speaking about evolution learning, she's the other co-founder of it. And she's honestly, she does so much for the company where the ideas, the innovations, how we help more students, how we do a better job with the processes, mm-hmm. that's all her. Mm-hmm. She, she, she basically tells me what to do. I'm like, okay, so you guys yeah, are partners actually. She, we're actually partners. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're co-founders actually now. And yeah, she's definitely helped a lot. And, um, I would say a lot of the results is actually driven by her. Mm, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get a clear image here. So sure. you're after a year, you're at university, um, you're, you're, uh, teaching assistant and then you start up the company with her six months in. Is that right? No, she wasn't part of it at oh, the beginning. Okay. Uh, that's when, you know, when I say <laughs> it took five times, there's a lot of times where I was like kind of on my own, okay. right? And just doing my own thing. But um, yeah, no, she, it, it wasn't until she joined after that I'm like, hey, you know what? Th- think of evolution and learning as this. Because Amanda allowed me to, you know, have that time to, one-on-one to actually be like, hey, here are your skills. Mm-hmm. Here are your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Here's what you actually want to do. Here's what you're good at. Here's what you can channel in your strengths to, Right. And here are your grades. She was the one who actually was able to tie it all in for me. I was like, hey, if she's able to do that for one person like myself, I can take this, excuse me, and channel it in and help so many more people. Oh, mm-hmm. so what happened was she helped you with yourself. Yeah. And then you used that strategy, <laughs> strategy yeah. uh, for the students. Yeah. And obviously when you say strategy, it's not the same, it's not a carbon copy because the thing is with people, it's different for exactly. We're all made up of different DNAs, but because she was able to fully want to listen and hear me out, Mm. I told her more. Mm -hmm. And as I told her more, she was able to channel that in. And that's kind of really what it comes down to. Mm Because the biggest problem in the educational world is that people are not being heard Mm -hmm. and they're getting shoved into these careers that they don't even know about. And what happens when you don't know about it? You just make random decisions. That's the Asian parents for you. <laughs> I, I'd say it's like I argue that it's black parents, it's white parents, it's all different. It's all parents. parents. Yeah. It's all yeah. parents. Right? Well, I think because they don't know also. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, especially, I don't know, immigrant parents, they're like, go do, go to school, right? Go to school, be Become, a doctor. Be an yeah. engineer, be, a, be an accountant, be a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do all these things, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, no, it's, that's. That's really kind of how, sorry about that, I'll get closer to the mic here. Um, that's really how, you know, evolution learning, you know, started. And So evolution started, and then when did you quit your job and make that full transition? When did you realize you had something? Because you were still doing accounting in San Francisco, right? Yeah, I, no, I was actually doing recruiting, and we'll oh. talk about ClearMatch in a bit, which takes up a big bulk of my time now. So yeah. when here's the thing, when you with evolution learning, there came a point where, when you're looking at it as a business from the people outside in, it's not a profitable business. Why? Because I've, my philosophy is when, it, when you're in education, 
the focus should be how do you increase your customer base so that people are getting more help it's not what's my roi Mm -hmm. do you need money to sustain the company yes for sure so when you look at it it's break even so i was actually living very nimble Mm -hmm. all the money that i was getting from my full-time job i'm feeding it so that more people could get helped Mm -hmm. and that's the thing when people say or hear oh sam has his own business when whenever you hear that there's a misconception that it's like oh this guy must be doing well it's like literally i was like in the hole (laughs) and i'm running around and when i went to taiwan to tell you guys a bit more i was honestly i was making 50 when i quit my job Mm -hmm. and this was at ivanhoe cambridge i quit my job as an analyst there I quit my job and my mom was like, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. Right. It was a downturn in the economy Mm -hmm. still kind of is, but it's always been going down for a bit. And she's like, you have a job. Other people are getting laid off. Why are you doing this? And (laughs) she knew I was getting paid like 15 bucks an hour teaching randomly in Taiwan. (laughs) But I, I bring this up because that's what I mean about passion and, you know, finding what you're actually interested in is way more important early on and taking those risks Mm -hmm. because it pays off exponentially. Because when I was teaching for 15 bucks an hour, I was the happiest that I've ever been Mm -hmm. independently. Obviously now I have Amanda, it's a different story. It's a different type of happiness, Mm -hmm. but I was teaching running around for 15 bucks an hour. I had the food that I needed, the shelter that I needed didn't need anything more Mm -hmm. but that's what i was doing in taiwan was literally just teaching because i didn't want to put in four years again to another university degree just so i could teach Mm -hmm. so i went there taught a boatload of students and then that's where i went to san francisco yeah to be a recruiter Mm -hmm. that's cool how would you say you've grown the business though because it's been running for five years and then um how did you all your business is referral based yeah, I, I'll i be very real. I think I ran it very terribly the first five years because what do I know? I'm a 19-year-old when I started it or 20 oh, years old. Oh, you were that young? I was like, I think 23, 24. Yeah. I don't know. I, I call it a teen, like yeah. whatever, 21, 22, whatever. You're still a teen, right? I think any business though, mm-hmm. um, even for us, at the, the yeah. first couple of years it's and the all hardest. the business, yeah. yeah. If you could make it past that, I feel... Yeah. And get you, you spend a month trying to figure out how to incorporate the business and where you go oh wait yeah. you do it where you actually get your driver's license okay yeah <laughs> right yeah, but yeah. um yeah i i'm just being honest so the view- listeners can actually benefit from this podcast sure. where i ran it very poorly i asked people you know hey you know like i thought oh you just need to get people together to work on something and then uh misaligned expectations were set um the business if you actually look at it it was enough to sustain one person Mm -hmm. you didn't need a team of four or five there was too many cooks in the kitchen and i apologize to the people that have actually (laughs) like you know put in time as well right and i say hey you know what and you know they've all been paid out and things right Mm -hmm. but it's still you're trying to figure it out and those lessons taught me a lot right and they're still my friends today where you know i felt when i'm actually getting it started it was very poor because think of it this way my life you know, and the whole Amanda situation happened. And you can't run a business if you're not boots on the ground. I mean, today, yeah. yes, you can, like virtually if you're doing drop shipping or whatever, sure, right? But a tutoring company that requires you to be one-to-one, you can't go and fly to Taiwan and then go to San Francisco <laughs> yeah. and start your company. So yes, it's been there for five years, mm-hmm. but I would say it's barely just getting started, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So yeah. I, I say that to be transparent. Don't let the time 
think that hey the company is just fully blown right i would say i finally started to work on it for real Mm -hmm. ever since i've been back a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. right where now i have all the pieces that i need i've got amanda i've got my experience from taiwan i've got you know the recruiting experience that i actually have and now i can actually put a little bit more time Mm -hmm. and to make it even more transparent for you and we can kind of divvy you know given our time too we can talk about you know the recruiting company i actually spend probably you know, I'm, it's great because I have Amanda now. So I only spend like 20 to 30% of my actual day-to-day. Like, let's look at it like I'm a battery, right? 100%. I probably put 20, you know, to 30% in there because I have a full team now. I have Amanda that actually, you know, helps out a lot with this as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, kind of where the shakeup or the makeup is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really important to have the proper support so that you can kind of focus on the things that you actually enjoy doing and and what you um, are good at as well. Because like if you're you're trying to do everything right. a part of the business, you can't really uh, fully utilize your own um, potential, mm-hmm. right? So it's really good to have a really good support team uh, on your business and, and allocate the time to focusing on the things that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's something I learned um, just building a team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, you've been in it for five years, but this is, I think... Just getting started. It's just yeah. getting started, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we just had someone who's been building a website for five years and just finally launched it, right? Yeah. And that's what we're saying. With the, these businesses, they take time to evolve. They take time to, to grow, and um, especially to where you want it to go mm-hmm. now, right? Um, what yeah. would you say to yourself, though? Like, obviously, you've learned a lot, and you sound more... Um, confident in, in the business and where it's at right now than probably five years ago. What would you say to yourself five years ago, though, about the business? Yeah, what I would say about myself five years ago is really fully understand why I'm in this, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I was interested. But what I know now is I'm in it for the long run. And Jason, you, you were talking a lot about, hey, how many years? What's the time? And I don't, you know, I don't, I, I challenge that in a way where I don't care how much time now because of uh, one or two reasons Mm -hmm. one is that i chose to be in this for the long term and so the day that i actually kick the bucket i know that this is what i want myself to be known for Mm -hmm. when people say known for it's like i don't care if people show up at my funeral or whatever i want to personally know that i could help even if i helped one more person than i did yesterday Mm -hmm. then i could just lay there at rest right who Mm -hmm. knows what happens to me there i'll just be you know laying and laughing you Mm -hmm. want to know that you had a a legacy and an impact on the people that you have Mm -hmm. uh, worked with and Mm -hmm. serviced for myself yeah and for myself and so that's why to to you know you know even go further with education you do it to make like at least for me right i chose to be in this for the long term so i don't honestly regardless if it pays or not i'll be doing this until you know i die for sure right and so I, I look at it as it's my way of giving back. Now, I've realized, to you know, answer your question more here, I've realized that this is a company that's not going to be like a billion-dollar company. It's not going to be even, I would even say, like $100 million. This might that's be a, a lot. company. <laughs> I wouldn't even say, I'm, I mean, hopefully, yeah, it, it breaks a million, right? Yeah. But for me, I don't care about the dollars. This is my way of giving back. Mm-hmm. Now, I realize that... Now I'm starting a family. Monetary constraints are more important. Mm-hmm. And so now we can probably talk a little bit about ClearMatch where recruiting is 
a company where it's more profitable. Mm-hmm. I also enjoy it. It helps people connect with careers and I find it now that's a fully function running business where you look at evolution learning, it's still a business. I would say it's a for profit, non profit company, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's my way of actually giving back my time and channeling it. Like, it's, it's like your passion project. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But a good way to get into the next business then, clear match. Clear match, yeah. Clear clear match. Clear match. Yeah. Talent. Mm-hmm. Clear match talent. So to me, that sounds like um, like an agency. Yeah. So it, you know, it's an agency, and we provide you know services like I mentioned at the beginning, where it's like to Silicon Valley startups, but to also candidates that are looking for work. It started off as um, in the accounting and finance arena, but then you know gradually, what we're trying to do right now is we're actually trying to you know so we hire for you know five or six different departments, right? We've done sales, we've done technical recruiters, we've done. Um, accounting and finance and engineers, right? Mm-hmm. And so now with one of my partners um, in the U.S., Matt, um, love the guy to death. Like we just, you know, we both work together in SF, right? But then he started family and I did. And the life, you know, I've always wanted to build was, you know, as you mentioned, yes, I have a baby on the way. And I've always pictured myself like I want to be present, Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be consumed by, I mean, everyone has their own goals. I know myself very, very well now where I want to be present and I want to retire at 35 mm-hmm. or honestly in the next couple of years. And when I say retire, people have a lot of misconceptions about what retirement is, whether it's laying on a beach or I want X million dollars. Like I actually want to be retired as soon as I have my first kid or even now, mm-hmm. for example. And that's what I'm getting ready for. And when I say retired, it's making sure that I have enough and I have what I need and I'm fully present with whoever I am, whether it be, be with you guys on the podcast or whether it be with my family or my friends. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds like you know exactly what you want for the next five years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Clear Match, what are you doing right now to get there? And like, what exactly, I just like to break it down. Mm-hmm. You're recruiting people for companies. Yeah. So companies in the U.S. Oh, in the U.S. Exactly. Yeah. So people actually come to us and say, hey, you know, we need this person. And typically it's a specialized professional role Mm because otherwise, why would they pay a five figure fee? Like Mm -hmm. they're not paying, you know, one or two dollars here. It's big percentage fees. So Mm -hmm. someone's paying you to find them a job. Is that right? No. So the companies are looking for a specific role that they cannot fulfill in the city that they are in. So they're actually outsourcing it to another country to figure to find someone that will fit the part for them mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. and that's what you are think of think of any company right like it could be a public company or a startup company the, the the specialized roles are the software engineers the specialized role it could be from the cfo to the controller to the accounting manager to the senior accountant mm-hmm. right they're looking for people that are specialized so that you know why are they using us is because when you're trying to find talent, it's very difficult, especially in types of markets where you actually, there's no two person that is the same, right? And so they'll actually come to us with that experience to actually look out for, hey, these are the skill sets, these are the personas, these are the personalities, and then we go and find them. And how do you find them? Yeah, so we find them, <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually yeah. a good question. So we actually find them through a lot of, um, you know, it's look at it is this way right you guys do business as well it's outbound marketing to actually speak with the right people now it's a relationship business the more people you talk to the more people you understand the more people that you actually know that hey i can actually help you here or no i don't have these opportunities yet however if and when that right opportunity comes i'll definitely let you know and circle back Mm -hmm. 
right? And so it's recruiting is no, you guys are in real estate too. It's very, very similar to real estate where, you know, instead of, you know, homes, right? You're really helping people find jobs. So they're mm-hmm. candidates. So you're finding people for people essentially. Yeah. yeah. We're finding people for companies. Yeah. But people, so yeah. a company is just going to call you up and be like, Hey Sam, we need this person. Find me this person and we'll pay you. I'd love if they called me up. <laughs> It'd be a very easy business. No different than, Hey, I'm calling you up and Hey, I want to sell, sell a home, right? Yeah. Typically you have to do some marketing, right? Mm. Typically you have to go and do some outbound or let people know and be aware that, Hey, you can provide this service. So um, you're actually reaching out to the companies. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. And how are you doing that? You're just sending them an email, letting them know, like, how are you getting it's the business? Through, it's through relationships, right? So they're all people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I helped. I mean, during my time in San Francisco or in the recruiting world, I probably helped hundreds of people find jobs. And what do you know? Those people actually become hiring managers and those are decision makers and they will actually then use you. That's one big portion, Mm -hmm. right? Because I, here's the thing. There's recruiters that are transactional, no different than real estate. There's real estate agents that are transactional. Mm -hmm. Hey, I get this deal done off to the next. Mm -hmm. I'm in a business where I don't care if it's clear match evolution learning or whatever I do, or even us here. Mm-hmm. I look at every person that I interact with as a relationship. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? I don't care what you actually have to help me, but it's no expectation. Right. And so when I set that, but then when I'm building up a business, it's like, Hey, I see that you have this role open. Yeah. I want to help you. If this is not the right time. Okay, great. But yeah, to your question, you have to build. What I do is I build relationships I make sure that I can actually engage with them. Mm-hmm. I can be just a genuine person because mm-hmm. who, who wants to do business with a dickhead? You know, <laughs> you know when you make money, right? Think, think of the people that actually you sell homes for. It's their yeah. prized possession. I, if I, they I, thought I, Dave and Jason that, were dicks, that, that's they wouldn't be, give you, you know? That's going to be on the real. <laughs> who wants to do business with, with a dickhead? dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's true, though. Yeah, of it's course, true. of course. No yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and there's a there's a lot that, there's, like yeah. i'll stop saying yeah. that yeah. word but there's a lot of those around mm-hmm. where sure. i call it transactional transactional business engagements that's exactly where, like real estate there's a there's realtors that are transactional and realtors that are relational yeah we, we talk about it all the time yeah. yeah yeah and when you do that like people come back and hey it's like put it this way even if they so that's what you game, that's yeah. what you've done to grow that um business yeah yeah yeah, that's what I've done. And it's not all me. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, my partner, Matt, he's a powerhouse as well, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of relationships. And for us, it's... How, how did you guys similar. partner up if you live in San Francisco? They work together. We oh. work together. Yeah, online. Yeah. So we partner up there. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. We met so, Yeah, I think you guys... Did we meet up? Yeah, on the phone. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did the, the Zoom. Yeah, yeah, a Zoom. And yeah, no, it's with, with recruiting, what's interesting is that some people from the outside in, they look at it and be like, hey, Sam, like, how do you even do so much, right? Because these are two fully functioning businesses, right? And then I have my life to worry about. But the thing is, they, they have to understand where if you can piece it right, because everything's relative, right? Everything's relative to like what people see. Like they don't know the true, you know, beholder is who's actually doing it is yourself, right? And mm-hmm. I've structured it when I say retiring at 35 or 30 it might seem aggressive for some people they're like hey how did you do that right especially because i never had a paycheck from my parents i never had a single dollar from them right Mm -hmm. i'm able to do it in a way where i told myself i don't need a billion dollars i don't even need 
five or ten million dollars i need probably enough where it's like i'm hitting a million or two million dollars mm -hmm. where i can actually play around with the figures and volunteer and you know do certain things and still make money through you know recruiting and other initiatives heck i'm still shoveling snow mm -hmm. you know for people i don't know if you guys knew this right <laughs> but it's uh yeah i shovel snow for people and that's my exercise so that you know when gyms are closed i have no excuse i'm still going out there and shoveling snow <laughs> right and yeah. so i like i'll hustle like i'm not afraid to work and i think part of it is because i've washed toilets before i've done dishwashing before i'm not afraid I don't care what people think, mm -hmm. right? I'm just trying to live my own life and kind of figure that out. Mm -hmm. And as I'm doing it, when I say retire at 30 to 35, it's spending time and energy on the things I actually really enjoy and being able to not be in debt and be able to enjoy the fruits of that, mm -hmm. right? And then that's kind of all it is. Mm -hmm. But then it's easy to speculate and be like, I want this, I want that. Oh, Elon Musk, he's on the S&P 500 now. He's got a $15 billion, like he made a $15 billion in a day. <laughs> yeah. But people don't know that he, like... How hard know, he worked. Yeah, yeah, he worked his ass off, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But do I need to be at that state? No, and I'm okay with that, mm -hmm. right? I actually just want to be present with the people that I'm with. Mm -hmm. I think if you're present too... And like, that's a huge thing I keep telling people to actually be like in the now and mm -hmm. present with people. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. power of now. The power yeah. of now. Yeah, we yeah. read that. I think that's where you get to build those relation, like relationships inside the businesses also, right? Um, I do, I feel like it's, you see a lot of people not being present and mm -hmm. especially nowadays, it's social media, phones, whatever, right? But I think that comes back to the self-awareness also. Mm -hmm. And all of that, I feel like every podcast comes back to self-awareness. The more self-aware you are, the more happier you are. And the more, oh, things you, the more things you could do with your life. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to say this actually until this year mm -hmm. where I can actually say I'm okay not having... Because I, I, here's the thing. As most entrepreneurs or business people, like they have high ambitions, high goals. They want to work hard. They're not afraid. And they want success and success can come in many forms right it could be you know i want to make boatloads of money mm -hmm. it could mean i want the life i want to live it could be i don't want a boss right but i think for me it's coming to terms with i know what is enough for me mm -hmm. and i know how i want to shape up my day-to-day -day. think about it when i wake up in the morning now like i'm i'm very thankful and i'm not here to say my life is the best right but i'm it's okay with me mm -hmm. right where that's all that matters you know i yeah. used to you know button up my like getting back to the whole work right the seven to you know five or four and then working you know literally like 18 hour days right mm -hmm. where i was a mess i was overweight i was downing i couldn't even f afford the big mac because i was too cheap for that i was doing mcdoubles mm -hmm. right for a dollar 39 <laughs> like and i'm that. just downing it while i'm driving and i'm falling asleep on the wheel sometimes and it's bad right because yeah. i stopped those behaviors and i'm truthful about it but now i'm okay with what I've built mm -hmm. and I'm okay with where it's at. But the key important thing is when I wake up in the morning, I'm able to wake up. I don't care if it's seven, eight, nine or 10. I don't wake up past nine to be honest. Cause I'm just one of those people. I like wake up early, Yeah. but same. I can have breakfast with my wife. I can sit down and actually enjoy that. And that's the first thing I, that I do every single morning. Mm -hmm. And then I actually do exercise and I give myself, you know, the 30 minutes. And then I go into work. Mm -hmm. And when I work, it's planned out in a way where every single appointment, including this one today, I want to be here. Mm -hmm. I want to be present. I know why I'm here. 
Mm-hmm. And then I, then it gets me out of the clout because if I don't do that, mm-hmm. like a month ago, and I'll still have those shitty weeks. Of course. Where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. What's going on? Am I going to have enough food for myself, the kid, mm-hmm. Amanda? Yeah. You know, my and then you get into this whole cluster, right? But then you just say, hey, like snap out of it, like focus back on your core, yeah. right? And your core is like where you're putting your energy and time. Time management is big. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I feel like I I didn't start using Google Calendar till like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right? And I used it after you. Well, I yeah. want to ask you guys this. Like, are you, would you guys classify your guys, your, yourselves as the overly aggressive or like, where do you guys want to be? Or do you guys find that you, you're super ambitious? You know, what's, what's your, you know, endeavors? I feel I'm pretty ambitious, but I feel like I also have work-life balance. Like there's a lot of things that I enjoy to do, like doing, like I have a lot of hobbies and stuff like that. So mm. I think a part of the hard work is also playing hard, right? So um, it's all about balance for me and mm-hmm. like why, why, you know, burn so many hours of your day if you don't really have mm-hmm. anything to, uh, you know, to come back to yeah. your personal life, right? Would you say you're happy with where you're at right now? I'd say it so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, Jason? Absolutely. I think right now in my life, I've never been happier. Um, yeah. I've, I've learned so much <laughs> over the, like the past years yeah. about myself, um, about business, about yeah. um, just, you know, even this podcast was a creation out of COVID. Yeah. And I was looking for something for like more fulfillment, right? Right. Um, and like, this is the thing where I'm talking about where it's like, we're having a authentic conversation and we're all present for sure, you know, which is very rare, um, yeah, in no the real, cell phones, in, just in the real, real world, time. right. In yeah. the real world, you're out there, people are on their cell phones talking, whatever. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I would say, uh, to answer your question about like aggressive with business, um, and just where we are, I think right now I'm not as aggressive, but aggressive, I'm not as aggressive, but I am. Um, I think because I'm more aware of myself and I know what I want, right? Um, And obviously we're growing the team, right? And it's, it's, I'm learning to be someone bigger than who I was a year ago. I mean, I started off by myself, then partnered with Dave and now, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a team and then we have associates now. Mm -hmm. So joining a different company. So I think for me, it's like, Further your education, further your self-awareness, mm-hmm. and as long as you're growing mm-hmm. and and l- learning about yourself and becoming more self-aware about yourself, then yeah. you're more happier. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And, and mm-hmm. I, I used to think I do everything myself, and mm-hmm. that's where I didn't have that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all me, 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 me. Uh, but now I realize, hey, there's a lot of people that actually help you. Yeah. So you could have that balance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And also focus. Yeah. Like I find that like as long as you're committed to your goals and you're mm-hmm. focused on what you're trying to achieve every day, then like whatever you're doing is always going to be the same. Yeah. And like, that's what they, ta- yeah. they talked about in uh, Marcus Aurelius's book. Like mm-hmm. if he was to die today or tomorrow or a hundred years from now or yeah. whatever, it wouldn't matter because at the end of the day, he was doing what he was always going to be doing every day because he was so focused and and if he died it wouldn't matter because he would have been living his life to the full potential uh Mm -hmm. at any of those times yeah yeah Yeah. that's huge uh, how do you find working with 
people now and like your partner mm. I, i know when me and dave first started it wasn't bad but like <laughs> we had our we did things differently we did things differently but now we understand each other yeah. like how's it working with yeah how, how do you guys uh, your partner and your your wife yeah and mm-hmm. how do you how do you make that work because mm-hmm. i also work with my fiance too right mm-hmm. mel, mel mm-hmm. does a lot of stuff too so how would you say for someone listening that is having troubles with partnership or working with their significant other i would say you know the easy answer here is communication right and i'll give you two answers the easy one's communication like you literally have to talk to people and understand each other mm. Most of the times, and even for me, when I think of the first time you ever go into any partnership, it's probably some group project mm-hmm. that you're working on, right? And you're like, oh, this guy's doing nothing, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> and this guy's just trying to get a free ride, right? Yeah. It, yeah. That's kind of how it works, it but is, no one yeah. says anything. Yeah. And then this poison builds up and it boils and it boils and then eventually it blows. And when it blows, people just curse at each other. And when my biggest rule is when you'll you'll see me you'll see this a lot right when someone's screaming or i've learned and, and i see and i witness that they've lost their cool mm-hmm. i don't even talk i actually literally just leave the room and i'm like okay it's because they're, <laughs> they're gone done. They're yeah done. they're gone yeah yeah so i'd say they, they call that they call that the amygdala hijack like you turn into like the amygdala yeah, abangara. yeah. Oh. They, they, your brain gets hijacked <laughs> and you can't think straight for sure and, and just, then you get two people and one yells the other yells louder and then then you're screaming no one, no one doesn't solve any yeah. my parents perfect example of this <laughs> you know when i was growing up it's like and then you end up realizing that all they're really arguing about is if they should use a fork or chopsticks to actually share the dish or something stupid like yeah. that yeah. right and it's like okay but yeah the easy answer is communication but with any partnership though where i find it being a successful partnership is you first have to know yourself and you have to know the rules to, you know, there's, there's mistakes that you can make and there's like mistakes that you don't make ever. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's like the bro code, you know, like don't sleep, sleep with my girl and don't, you know, (laughs) you know, screw around with my friends and we're cool. Everything else I can forgive you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think with a successful partnership, it really comes down to, a friendship right and with myself and amanda or myself and matt and when i say partnership it's not just the owners of the company it's everyone that's involved including us here mm-hmm. right is what makes a successful relationship it's first knowing yourself it's knowing that everything that you do and i'm still working on this so i'm not you know claiming myself as that saint mm-hmm. but i'm doing i'm what I'm trying to do is every relationship that I have, I'm thinking in the best interest for the other party. And when something mm-hmm. comes up, then you're not just protecting your own interests. Because what happens in a partnership is, here's a problem. How does it affect me? How does it affect you? Mm-hmm. How does it affect my wallet? How does it affect your wallet? How does it affect my ego and my pride? Mm-hmm. And then you just start putting flags in the sand like, oh, why are you getting a bigger cut? Why am I getting less, uh-huh. right? But then now it's everything that we actually have. We go back to let's communicate about it. We have those ground rules. But more importantly, when something happens, I actually say, "Hey, it's actually probably your best interest to do this, this, and this." Uh-huh. Does it? Is that the best way to negotiate? Probably not. But with my partners, I want to look. I want to know that they know I'm looking out for them. Uh-huh. And not just for my own personal interests or gains, if that makes sense. So hopefully that answered your question. 
Yeah, it's all about the community. And uh, I think the big thing for us was we created a vision for what we want to achieve as a group, as a team. And uh, it's essentially the fundamental rules of what we want to achieve. So everything that we do is geared towards this vision. So um, if, mm -hmm. if we're outside of that scope of that, then we need to revisit it and also realign to back what to what our vision was. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people don't understand when they're in a business is that they just go into it and don't have any ground rules laid yeah. with the business. So I think yeah. that's very important. The key though is intention though. It's, it's really intention, no matter what you do, regardless if it's a partnership or when you're associating with people, when you have the wrong intentions, like for me, yes, I'm only 30, but I can very easily look at someone and by their actions, not by what they say, but actually what they do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do you hurt people? Do you harm people? Are you positive or negative energy? If you're positive, great, let's talk more. If you're negative, I'll be like, hey, you know what? I'll actually call it out and be like, hey, I don't you know, like this part of it. And mm -hmm. if you continue, that's your own you know, thing. And it, I, I, I stay back because I've got enough headaches and problems, <laughs> quite <laughs> frankly, right? And I'm like, okay, that's cool, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think the intention is actually key because let's be real. There's enough cake for everyone to eat. Mm -hmm. Like in this world, there's so many ways to make money. There's so many ways to build businesses these days. Yes. I know I'm saying this during COVID, mm -hmm. but there still is. If you want to throw an ad up and snow, like shovel snow, or if you want to join me, feel free, <laughs> you know, it's there's, you don't need, at least in my eyes, you don't need a lot to live. Mm -hmm. the, the people that actually say they need more than they do is because they have scarcity mentality. I'm not sure if you've heard of that yeah. before. You guys probably have. Of course. It's like, hey, you get, you know, a dollar, I need 10. You mm -hmm. get 10, you want 50. You get 50, you want 100, 1,000, a million, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. yeah. But there's enough where, think about it, like, like look, look at the clothes that we have here. This is enough for us to, yeah, mind you, some people are like, why are you not going to shower? But like, <laughs> this is enough for yeah. us to live yeah. for a year. Mind you, we've got our water here. Yeah. And as long as we have food and like, sure, mm -hmm. you know, like you don't need all that much. Like oh. this mic that I'm using could feed me for a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I go on my Perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Business expenses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, my question, yeah, was the team communication. Yeah. Um, I think you nailed mm -hmm. it. Uh, and I think that's kind of where um, me and Dave got present with when we created, like, um, like the intention of the business, right? It took us a year or so to, to, to do that. And I think that's where actually our relationship got better um, within the business. So mm -hmm. totally agree with you on um, on communication. Because um, without communication and... You, and so many people do this they they hold things in that turns mm -hmm. into resentment then grudges and it just comes out in, in a very bad way so um just communicating i would yeah. say definitely is and it's it, real communication yeah. too because when you say communicate it's not just yapping your lips right it's, it's like in depth like what's wrong yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah totally. that's why when i converse with people I'm like here's the thing you could ask them about the weather or you could ask them it's like hey you know what were some of the things that you went through what were your highs what were your lows of the week and then mm -hmm. actually have real conversations mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. easy to say hey what's up how's it going how's things good mm -hmm. you good mm -hmm. great yeah. small yeah. talk yeah <laughs> right yeah but it's those big talk conversations right and especially problems when they come up talk about it mm-hmm um, what would you say is like the hardest thing you, you've had to go through with your businesses? That's a good question. Give me a couple of seconds here. <laughs> I'd say 
I'll, I'll save one for each, right? Just mm-hmm. to make sure that there's a lot of value in this. With evolution learning, one of the things I would say is I um I overcommit myself and I'm a, a very passionate. I would like to think that I'm very passionate about things, right? And sometimes when you don't know what you're trying to do and you have that passion, you run into walls. And when you run into walls, your whole team runs into walls, mm-hmm. right? And I would say that, you know, at Evolution Learning was a big difficulty because a lot of times it's like, you know, you're steering this ship and people should know where you're going. And if you don't know where you're going, and at the time I didn't, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, just, you know, I'm figuring out my life as is, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's difficult, mm-hmm. you know? And with Clear Match, you know, I think the big difficulty there is it's hard to run a remote business, but if your relationship is good, then it runs well. But the, I would say the the difficulty, you know, with that is we we're doing quite well in it and i would think that you know the more here's the thing the more money you make the more problems there are right and it's just like <laughs> more money more problems <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs> just true. like all of a sudden you care more and it's like wait a sec our job has not changed right but then it's like you get carried away with like oh what do we do here what do we do there you know what's this what's that do i have enough right then it's like then it, you just have to taper back so you know, I, I think that's probably a couple of things where it's like you, you really have to know yourself well and you catch yourself because you're not going to have all good days and bad days. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you have, even when you're thinking about it, and I, I, I'd say even in your partnership as well, right. Where it's like, you know, I, I was walking in um, the, when, when I say this, because when you're an, a, a business owner, your whole life is a business in itself. Right. And if you have a bad day, everything bleeds into the, you know, the next, like if we had a crappy podcast episode, it'd probably bleed into the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think one of the big things is actually just knowing, you know, again, your intentions, but also going back and being like, Hey, if you screwed up, own up to it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you didn't, and the other person did just be like, Hey, I didn't really appreciate, you know, this, or, Hey, I, I have some feedback for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and then if they change or not who cares you already gave them the feedback it's up to them if they want to change totally mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. totally before we wrap this up i just like to say i uh, ask um mm-hmm. is, there, is there any last things you want to say uh about life about business about your personal um that you want to share mm, i would say regardless if you're starting a business or you're not just be a good human being you know like be good to the people that are not just around you but to you know random strangers right because i i find that when i when i first when i first started i thought being a business meant like you know think think of the successful business people right sometimes you see on television they're like oh you gotta make sure you close every deal right you you gotta make sure you don't leave anything on the table right Mm -hmm. and no better way to tie back dickhead right Mm -hmm. where you meet a lot of those and the important thing is that you can go to bed at night knowing that you did business you did it well you did it with good intentions and you're making and leaving the world better Mm -hmm. than what it was before Mm -hmm. and so with evolution learning or clear match i would like to think that you know regardless if it's education or if it's recruiting or whatever it is that you do 
you know that you're leaving positive energy behind and you know that you're actually, you know, you look back and you're being your authentic self. Right. And so I think that's what success is. I don't think success is if you're, you know, going to be, you know, um, an S and P 500 company, or if you're making like, I, I, when I look at people, I don't care if you're wealthy or not, to be honest, because of how I'm brought up. Mm-hmm. I care more about the fact that you look at the caretaker and the janitor equally as high ranking as the CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. And you're able to have those conversations where you're just literally being a good human being, mm-hmm. right? And business should come your way. Yeah. It's like character is how you treat people that can do nothing for you. So like you yeah, want to treat people all equally across the board. Like you said, whether it's the janitor or the CEO of a company and that's how true character is. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it it definitely is difficult. Like when I say that, right? Because we judge, right? Like no matter what, people say, "Hey, don't judge a book by its cover," right? But it's like people do judge, right? But the thing is, if they do, right, then it's your job to make sure that hey, as long as you live, you know, your best version of yourself, and you're setting, you know, by that example, you know, you're gonna meet, you know, a lot. You know, there's seven billion people in the yeah. world, right? Yeah. Um, they're not all saints for sure and you know I realized that, that people will always judge you whether you're at the bottom or at the top and that's mm-hmm. why you gotta just keep your own path right mm-hmm. they're gonna judge you no matter what you do or, or where you're at in your life mm-hmm. and, th- and that's for me what makes it easier to basically just do what I wanna do right cause yeah they're gonna judge you regardless mm-hmm. you know doesn't matter where you are in your life so mm-hmm. well Anything else, Sam? Before? <laughs> no, I think no. This is a really great episode, and yeah. I, I actually want to thank you guys, and I think you guys are doing a great thing. So thank you uh, for bringing me on, and uh, hopefully, you know, I, you know, censor the things that I've uh, said that were, you know, incorrect. <laughs> but no, this was actually a lot of fun, and thank you guys for having me there. So how can they find you guys uh, for the um, tutor evolution or the evolution tutoring mm-hmm. and, and uh, the the clear? Clear match, yeah. Clear match ta- uh, talents. Yeah, no problem. So, that. yeah, the, I, I think for any parents or even students, right, when they are in need and they actually, regardless if you want tutoring or not, just reach out to us and we'll actually help pro bono, right, mm-hmm. to actually set things straight. So you can reach us at, you know, www.evolutionlearning.org uh, or, you know, our um, Instagram is evolution.learning. You could also find us on Facebook, same thing, Evolution Learning. And then when it comes to, you know, a job, um, a lot of my friends actually that, you know, even when companies aren't hiring, they can actually just reach out. So LinkedIn, Sam Kwong, or you can find uh, me at Sam at clearmatchtalent.com. And um, honestly, even if it's just looking through a resume, I know it's a very, very tough time now. I talk to single moms, right, that are trying to find jobs. I talk to a lot of people that, you know, actually have the biggest difficulty finding work, right? So if anyone needs um, a hand there, I'm just happy to help in open arms. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Behind the Business Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all social media outlets and reach out to us if you have any questions. And remember, everybody enjoy their life. Don't wait. Just do it.